You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm Shaley Ankenbrook, Music Tectonics' conference planner at Rock, Paper, Scissors, the PR firm that specializes in music innovation and music technology. We've got one more report from NAM, the annual trade show for musical instruments, gear, software, pro audio, and event tech. When we were at the trade show looking for new musical inventions, the Cicada by Physical Synthesis really stood out. Eleanor Rust, marketing director here at Rock, Paper, Scissors, got a demo from CEO and founder Spencer Topol, then sat down with him and CMO Alex Prignan to learn more. Here's Eleanor at the Physical Synthesis booth. This is Eleanor. I'm back on the trade show floor at NAM, and I'm talking with two guys from Physical Synthesis. If you could introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, I'm Spencer Topel. I'm the founder and CEO of Physical Synthesis. And my name is Alex. I'm in charge of marketing and community. Welcome. Um, I, uh, I have to say my attention was totally captured by these beautiful objects um, that are the cicada, that make up the cicada. Can you talk about, uh, can you describe uh, the cicada for someone who's never seen it before, just in a few sentences? And that's pretty hard to do. Um, we purposely made cicada to look completely new and different. And part of that was born out of the, the function, the, the need to drive these wings or bridges um, with these these transducers, which have a specific kind of particular cylind- cylindrical shape, and the soundboards are where the sound is received, and that's that's kind of what makes it look the way it is. Finally, the items are kind of like small modules, so they're like little components that you put on a table or a platform or something, and they serve both a function to be able to expand the number of components you have in that set, but also uh, you know, acoustically isolate them mm-hmm. from each other. So we're every part of the system is really designed with precise acoustics and pri- precise acoustic control, so that the the transmitter and receiver, where you generate the sounds and the vibrations and where they're received, it only happens through the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so where does uh, Cicada fit in the ecosystem for just making sounds? Uh, I mean. It- it looks unique, it sounds unique, um, but what is that bringing to makers, to creators of music? So I, I come from an experimental music and art background. Uh, you know, I was a professor at Dartmouth College for 10 years, and through that time I started really looking more seriously at the connections and relationships between design, art, and sound. So how can we make uh, works that are really fusing these things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kind of really transformative moment for me was working with Sue Sunny Park, uh, a sculptor uh, based out of Dartmouth. We created a piece called Capturing Resonance for the De Cordova Museum in, um, near Boston. Uh, that work ended up really defining a whole trajectory of work that Sunny created around plexiglass and chain link fence. And my for, for sound creation as well, part of sculptor? Yeah, sculpture? so what we did was we it want, we drove the sculptural parts with uh, bass transducers, with really powerful bass transducers, which caused them to move. And when the oh, light wow. hit these lenses, it scattered all over the space. So sound really and light and just all the physics, all the physics of waves, it sounds like. Exactly. And we were also experimenting with holosonic um, audio spotlight speakers, which shine ultrasonics onto plexiglass and then reflect it down. So it's almost as if the sculptures were 
uh, emitting sound was the effect. Wow. You know, so coming out of that experience, I really just felt like, okay, this is where I want to go with my work. I want, really want to find ways to, you know, connect design, connect uh, visual uh, aesthetics to how we make sound. And I think invariably I ended up in instrument design. And part of, I think to answer your question succinctly, which I haven't yet, <laughs> <laughs> You know, Cicada lives as kind of both an extension of, I think, this explosion of really resurgence of modular synths and kind of experimental synthesizers for personal pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, as we were surprised to find out, and Alex can talk more about this, but a, a lot of clients that we ended up selling to the system to and customers uh, are creating sound design, sound scores, uh, Foley film wow. scores they really love this tool because it gives them such a precise and expressive and playful way to um, come up with new sounds which is really their their their, their cachet you know mm-hmm. how they mm-hmm. how they define themselves from other designers right um, following on that I'd love to hear from Alex more about um, more about how people are using cicada and creating new sounds are there new genres emerging are there are there um, genres of musical creators who are particularly drawn to cicada Right. Well, that's actually a good bridge based on what Spencer just talked about of who who's using Cicada today. But I think a core element that gathers everybody together is that true aspect of touch mm. and how people engage with the system. So regardless of having, you know, somebody very focused on synthesizers and modular versus a TV composer looking for very unique type of sounds, that one element that gathers them all together is that physical gathering or like physical aspect of engaging with the instrument. So that's really important to me um, from that point of ecosystem that you brought up before. But yeah, in terms of application, definitely tons in that sound scoring, TV, sound mm. design sphere, just because you can do so much with Cicada at a very precise level. So mm. we've got a lot of people looking for unique, real ways to generate their music and sound. Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum, the big experimentalist, as I call them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when it comes to synthesizers, um, Cicada can really open up big palettes uh, that those guys are looking for. So mm-hmm. broad spectrum. Are there any artists who've really surprised you with how they've been able to push Cicada? Yeah, we, we actually had a few of them come around uh, to NAMM this, uh, yesterday. So Ben Jordan, we worked with, uh, he, we kind of reached out to him a while ago to say, would you be interested in reviewing? He does these amazing instrument reviews mm-hmm. and really deep deep dives into how the technology works as well as, um, I think, cre- creative uses of it. And we didn't know what would happen, but he just produced this amazing video about our work and we're really grateful. So Ben is a good example. I, Heinbach just recently created an album with Cicada and is doing working on another project with it. Um, there's an artist in Colorado named David Soto, um, Colorado Modular. David just does amazing, expressive performances with it. Um, an artist in um, Montreal, Maison, he does a lot of like drumming and synthesizer drumming de- projects with his gorgeous work. Black Moth in, uh, uh, is it B- Baltimore? Uh, Maryland. In Maryland area. Um, he's, he's also, a, we're just a big fan of what he does. and. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a few others, <laughs> but um, those are a few that come to mind that are just incredible people. I would say Richard Devine stopped by yesterday. He was one of our earlier champions of the instrument, and his he has this amazing video where he just doesn't do any modular, which is kind of unusual because he's usually like in front of these like beautiful, blingy, beautiful, you know, kind of Eurac setups. Mm-hmm. He just does a thing with Azam Bell's instruments, our oh, instrument, wow. um, the like the, the I think it was the Soma Field Kit. 
uh, it's just so beautiful. And I was like, I wish he would just make an album with that. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> we've been pretty lucky to work with great artists. Yeah. Sure. Do you um, do you feel that physical synthesis is uh, creating sounds that lead to new creations, new genres, or are you responding to? Are you creating the sounds because somebody wants them already? What's what's leading? What's leading your your innovation? I think what's leading our innovation is, uh, for lack of a better description, sonic creativity. Uh, the desire to create new sounds and find new new ways to generate sound. Um, you know, we I think culturally in the company we feel very much that precision, excellence, quality, craft of our devices will lead to more better expression. And, you know, I'm a personally a big fan of, and recently Vangelis passed away, but mm, yes. I'm a really big fan of the Blade Runner soundtrack and just the attention to detail in the sound uh, aspects of the synthesis. And I think, you know, the seven, 60s and 70s were such a, even the 50s to that matter, but especially the 60s and 70s was such an explosive, amazing moment for synthesizers, not just in the tech, like the hardware, but in the sound creation and the, the exploration of new sounds. So I think that's what really drives us. Oh, fantastic. So what's next for physical synthesis? Yeah, so physical synthesis right now is developing a new module called Nymph. It's going to be a Eurorack uh, kind of encapsulation, if you will, or kind of um, permutation of our device that's uh, a Eurorack module compatible with that mm -hmm. um, setup. and. The idea is, I think, twofold. One is that some of our customers have really asked us for a more portable, you know, less studio benchtop version of our system, mm -hmm. and others just they love those, they love the modules so much that, you know, they'd love. They say, "Can you please like put something in this factor?" So that's really the next thing we're working. Oh, fantastic! And when when are you uh, uh, planning to launch? Right, so that's uh, really in the making. We were hoping okay. to bring this to NEM uh, mm -hmm. for this year. It's going to be for a little later this summer, which was a great occasion for us to showcase that to artists here and mm -hmm. get us some feedback. And we feel very excited to bring that to market soon. So we're shooting for September right now. Great. We'll start making some announcements. Well, maybe that. maybe uh, we'll see NIMF at uh, NAM 2023. Hope we'll so. be there for yeah, sure. Yeah, right. I think we're coming back. And how can back. our listeners learn more about physical synthesis and cicada? Absolutely. So obviously in the online verse, as I call it, uh, we've got a lot of really beautiful artist videos on our YouTube channel. That's so definitely something that captured my interest when I was looking at your website. Awesome. I appreciate <laughs> that. So I would invite everybody like to, to head there. So it's at physical synthesis, pretty, pretty basic. Um, we've got a lot of other more like granular type of content on our Instagram, uh, just because we love also like resharing what people do with Cicada mm -hmm. and not only pushing our own content. So we big advocate of uh, celebrating people's work. So there's a lot in there. Uh, to capture and um, and yeah, we'll be talking about the new this new model in the upcoming weeks and months. Fantastic, Alex Spencer. Thank you so much for introducing me to the cicada and physical synthesis. Thanks to you, Eleanor. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this special episode of Music Tectonics, recorded at the 2022 NAM Show. There's more to come from NAM, so if you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We have new episodes every week. Did you know that you can dig deeper into all our episodes with the show notes at musictectonics.com? That's also where you'll find the latest about our annual conference and a sign up for our newsletter. Everything we do explores the seismic shifts that shake up music and technology, the way the Earth's tectonic plates cause quakes and make mountains. Connect with Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Bye-bye. You're listening to Music Tectonics.